0: on the inside, she got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones to hot,
1: no one can do it quite like Caroline, Caroline, no one can do it quite like Caroline, it's time for this interview is so awesome. I have Jessica Payne with me. I call her Jess Southern because that's her Instagram name and I always just knew her as Jess Southern, but her real name is Jess Payne because she married the love of her life and she's freaking awesome. She's a makeup artist, not just any makeup artist, celebrity makeup artist. She started when she was just out of high school, moved straight to New York. You're gonna hear all about that story. She marched straight up to Ford agencies, model agencies, and like brought her portfolio. She's such a go-getter. Her first gig she landed was with Pamela Anderson's Makeup Artist. It's incredible. And she's also just one of the kindest people. She shares her whole journey. She's been on Jesse James' Decker's TV show on E! All of the seasons that she's had it on. She's just an incredible person. She's so interesting. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And she's pregnant with her little girl. Oh, y'all get excited. Here's Jess Payne, a.k.a. Jess Southern. Oh, my goodness. Hi,
0: hey Jess hi Hi! I'm so happy to see you
1: <laughs> Jessica Payne
0: yes, Jessica yes. okay Payne.
1: so I always yes. called you Jess Southern because that is your Instagram Instagram handle but it's Jessica Payne Mrs. Yes. Mrs. Jessica Payne this
0: is Jessica Payne I know it's so funny because sometimes people are like wait I thought Southern was your last name and I'm like no I don't even know I have a southern tattoo and that's the whole reason I did it <laughs> <laughs> other than that I have no I mean I'm born from the south but yeah, that's it. So not my last name.
1: I do love that. How, so just you are born from the South and how, Southern, it says Southern is what your tattoo says.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it used to be, I felt very like Angelina-esque. You, you know what are, I mean?
1: Girl. So like,
0: I was like, I'm going to get a badass tattoo and it just says Southern and like an old, like kind of whiskey writing. And I don't even drink whiskey, so it doesn't even make sense. But I just love the font and yeah, it just says Southern. So that's kind of why I did it? I was like, well, I don't know what my Instagram name should be. Well, I have a tattoo that says Southern, so I'll just go with that.
1: I love it. Okay, <laughs> I, so, I like
0: it too. I'm wondering how bad it's going to stretch when I'm older, but
1: <laughs> oh, I know that's how I feel too. Like I'm, I got tattoos on my arms. I'm like, when I have like saggy old lady skin, is it mm-hmm. going to be like three little birds on fence posts? because I'm going to have so many wrinkles in between them that It's going to look like there's yes. a fence in there.
0: <laughs> yes, it will actually. That's what <laughs> mine will say like S N or something because I know an old man that had his name was Phil. And I was like, why do you have PL on your arm? And he goes, no, honey. And he stretched out his (laughs) skin and it's actually Phil, but because he's so old, it like just wrinkled up to PL. So I'm like, I'm going to have SN when I'm older.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, living in the moment, enjoying the day. I'm like, I'll worry about that when I'm older. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I'll get a tattoo removal at that point.
1: (laughs) Okay. So we're reaching the end of my influencer series. That and is I'm so exciting. So happy you could join me via Skype or Zoom whatever this is. I have never done <laughs> this before. I am so technology like idiotic. So I, this is amazing that it's working. <laughs>
0: I know. I'm impressed. I'm like, I've never even heard of zoom. What is that?
1: I know. I heard it from Julie Solomon. She was like, cause I'm in to so zoom smart. with her. And she was like, have you, do you have zoom? And I was like, no, but if she's using, it's probably what we should use. It's,
0: it's probably, using. yeah, exactly. She's so smart with all that stuff. She's I'm so like, cutting you know everything, you know, everything, Like you're so smart.
1: Yes. I'm like, if Julie says it, then that's what we need to do.
0: Yes. I agree with that.
1: So I kind of just want to talk to you about your journey. Tell me about like, how you got into makeup how you how, what your thoughts on influencing are what this whole wild west world is of social media like being a job now you know yeah like because so, so many people want to get into this world because it's it is such a, just a new world with so much potential like how how did you get into makeup and then entertainment and how did it evolve into the social media empire that you have
0: so I got into makeup. So my my dad, um, it was so funny because like I think like back then it was so weird, but it's it's kind of common now. So my mom worked at a chemical plant and my dad was a hairstylist. Yes, <laughs> so we might
1: be like, worse.
0: It was such like a reversal of like, you know, what the normal gender jobs were back then, which is so weird. Um so my dad was a hairstylist and he was the creative one. And my mom was the, like, by the book organized one. So I took after my dad and my sister, my half-sister in that aspect. And I, you know, I always loved, like you know, watching the hairstyles and the cutting. And even though I knew I didn't want to do that, like I knew that I personally didn't want to cut or color, um, because I'm too ADD, I would mess up somebody's color just by like talking to them, so I know better than that. But I knew that I wanted to do like something artistic and I started drawing. So I, instead of drawing, I would paint like faces. So when I was in like elementary and um, middle school and high school, I would always like just paint faces. Um, and then I would, you know, add makeup to them and eyelashes and blush and all of this other stuff, but I would love doing it with like flower petals. Cause my memo, um, was like, honey, we lived in the great depression. We just like ground up some flowers and put water in it. And that's what we did. That's what we use for makeup. So oh, that was like my first actual makeup, um, was, you know, grounding up flowers in the garden with my mammal and I could put it on the paper. And then she would let me put it on my cheeks, but my mom did not know about it. Um my mom okay, was mom. very and my mom was very anti makeup. Um and then I started doing it like on my friends and on, you know, like I didn't I didn't get to do it on myself. My mom was very strict about that. So I could do it on her. I could do it on my friends. And I started doing it for girls for prom. And then um, I was like, this is what I want to do. And I moved to New York and I went to New York. I was 18 when I moved to New York. Like I literally graduated.
1: You said peace out.
0: Yeah. I went straight to New York because I was like,
1: where'd you go? Where'd you go?
0: In Kingsport, Tennessee. Okay. So I was like, if I don't leave now, I'm going to be here. It was like kind of like it's it's a great town, but it's one of those towns that if you don't like, I feel like immediately leave, then like you you just might stay. So I was like, okay, okay. I got to go. I got to go. I graduated.
1: You knew you had dreams you had to pursue. So you're like, I got to get out of here. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I knew that like, I wanted to do makeup in magazines. Like that's what I wanted to do. I didn't know what it was called, but I knew that was it. And I went to the Ford Modeling Agency, which is hilarious because they were models everywhere.
1: Like, you just, in New York, you just walked into it?
0: Yeah. So, I looked up for their open calls because I didn't know how to start as a makeup artist. Yeah. (laughs) So, I'm, like, so short, obviously. I'm, like, 5'2". And um, a tad thicker than the most models in New York, especially. So, I'm, like, in this agency. And I have this little these little photographs of a book. And they were from prom pictures and makeup that i did on my mom, like not a makeup artist book. And I walked in and they got to my name because it was an open call. And he was like, sweetie, these pictures aren't of you. So I'm confused. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, yeah, no, I want to do makeup. And he was like, "Oh, okay." He was like, "Cause," and I'm like, "I know I'm too short and I'm too chubby, so it's okay." Too chubby for oh, <laughs> so I am for those like tall thin models. Yes, I am. So <laughs> I you know, I want to do makeup. And he was like, "You know what? I admire your ambition. What I'm going to do is set you up with this photographer Andrew Bruckner, and he works with a lot of makeup artists." And he'll have you learn. And he was like, because... Wow. ...now it's there. He was like, I can see, like, for you not to have any training, it's there. We just need to tweak some things. So he introduced me to Andrew. And then Andrew introduced me to um, Alexis Vogel, which was Pam Anderson's makeup at the time. And she had all, like, the Vogel cosmetics. Oh,
1: my gosh. With, this like, is perfect. Pam Anderson's makeup artist. Yes. Is with an immediately. Yes. Stop so it. I
0: was like, I was dying because you know, I'm in the South and I loved any girl with big blonde hair, you know, and I was just like, Oh my God, you did that lip liner on Pam Anderson. Like you have your, you have your own makeup line. I watch it late at night. Like when <laughs> I'm asleep. Like, this is too I'm good to be true. Sure yeah. So I was so excited and, um, I learned pretty much everything from her, which is weird because people are like, what did she tell you?
1: she didn't tell me anything. Were she, you like her apprentice?
0: Yeah. So I, assist. so she had a bunch of assistants, but I would assist her like on shoots. Okay. Um, and I got to assist on a shoot with Pam Anderson and I was just like dying like the whole day. I was I was, like, it.
1: was she so nice?
0: She was, so, she was like the nicest, nicest, nicest human. Like so sweet. And I get so defensive when somebody says anything bad about her. I'm like, don't you talk about Pam that way. Like, don't you
1: talk about my Pam. do you talk about
0: Pam. She is a nice woman. Like I love her. Um, and yeah, so she didn't, she wasn't like, this is what you need to do. If I asked, Oh, how did you do that? She'd be like, well, how do you think that I did it? Like I want you to think it. about, wow. I want you to figure it out. So it was a weird way of teaching But I liked it because her biggest thing, and it stuck with me to where I went on to train um, artists at a company called Blushington, but it stuck with me then. She was like, I never want to take away somebody's natural instinct because your natural instinct is usually the best way that you're going to portray that type of work. So how would you naturally do that? Okay. And it might've been different than her way, but it was really cool. Like- it was really like, cool. Like
1: you need to be the best artist that you could be,
0: that Not I could be. Her, yeah,
1: she, like take inspiration from her, but like be yourself.
0: Exactly, what and that's teacher. what it was. Such a cool way. And most people, when I tell them that, they're like, "That's so weird. You would think that she would tell you this stuff." And I'm like, "Yeah, but she also really made me think. So it made me go home and like mix colors and work to see how I." blended better or how I contoured better. It just, it made you think, which I think is awesome. And it Mm -hmm. genuinely taught me to be my own artist as opposed to just
1: he did. That's incredible. So you got right into, I got very lucky. (laughs) But it's because, because luck to me is true, but you also Mm -hmm. majorly put yourself out there by moving to New York city and jumping into like Ford modeling agency and like just showing up with your portfolio from high school. You know, I mean that to me is what it takes. You have to be brave and take that jump, you know? Yes. No,
0: I a hundred percent agree with that. Everybody thought I was completely crazy and my mom didn't want me to move. Obviously she wanted me to go to college and do, you know, the, the, the right, the right thing, the, the good thing that you should do. Um, because education is very important, but I was like, no, that's not what I want to do. Like I want to, I want to do this. And she gave me one month to make, so she paid for one month of rent, food, subway, everything. She was like the next month, if you don't have it, you come back home. Dang. And so you like,
1: had, you had a quick timeline.
0: <laughs> I had, a, I had, I had 30 days of a timeline Dang, and in I'm,
1: New York city at 18, only 30 days, <laughs> girls
0: got to go. Yes. So my second day there, I went and got a job at a company called Wet Seal.
1: I, love, um, I used to love Wet Seal. So it good. was
0: so good, right? Best
1: it was clothes like, ever. Just a little bit slutty, perfectly just slutty. A, just a perfectly slutty,
0: not, yeah. not too much, but it was amazing. So I got a job there. And then I realized after my paycheck that I wasn't going to make my New York rent. And I was talking to one of the girls about it. I'm like, I just don't want to go home. Like I I can really do this. She was like, let me introduce you to this guy, Seth, who works at this nightclub called Suede. And I was like, oh my God, the Suede that like all the celebs go to, like, like Joey Fatone Tuesdays. Oh my God. So I was like, yes. So I worked coat Check um, at Suede and believe it or not, coat Check in New York pays very well. (laughs) Really? Oh my gosh. I don't think, yeah, girl. Yes. It pays, it pays so good because they're paying you to do the job and then you're getting like a dollar per coat that you check and it's New York. So it's cold. So So everyone like dropping coats that night. Wow. So yeah. I mean, like I made my rent in like four days.
1: So tip to anyone moving to New York, become a (laughs) (laughs) coach.
0: Become a coat check girl. (laughs) You don't really have to do anything. All you have to do is like give them their tag and that is it. And people are like, oh, really? Co-check? I'm like, until you get the money, like, don't don't knock it. Because I did what I had to do, and I did that. And I worked with the most, I met some of the most amazing people. As I was gonna say,
1: you it. probably met awesome people. Because co- people coming in and out of a bar like that or a nightclub are probably oh pretty fantastic.
0: Yeah. No, they were awesome. And I still, you know, um, one of the owners was Aton Sugarman. And I still keep in contact with him. Like, he's got a great restaurant now. Like that whole family was just so close knit and anytime I had a problem or anything, I would go to them. They were like big brothers. So it was, it was just great. And that's, yeah. And then after that, I just started, I'm um, sorry.
1: Oh, it's okay. And, um,
0: the dogs are crazy. Okay. Um, there's like a it's mailman. They're
1: it's like, it's ah! <laughs> all get real life is happening. It's all good.
0: It's happening. And if, like, yeah, Pharaoh's ah. like, I need attention. I need attention. Um, but yeah, so after that, I just started doing makeup, and then I got with Fuel TV, and then they're like, "Hey, do you want to move out to LA and do um, Fuel TV?" So it was like action sports because I loved action sports, and then that's when I moved to LA.
1: Okay, so then you get in LA, and then do you just get into the whole world of makeup out there. Was that an easy transition for you?
0: That was—it's no. <laughs> weird because I worked in action sports, and that was easy and steady work. Um. And then a lot of other stuff happened in L.A. that kind of unfortunately put my makeup on hold because um, I was with somebody that genuinely was scared of me being successful. And, you so, know,
1: I've seen your YouTube videos. We don't have to go into this, but, like, I think it is so incredible how honest you've been about all of your journey with that situation because yeah. so many women, I feel like – and this is all the women listening and watching. Hello. Jessica, you were such an inspiration for your because you were in a bad, a very bad relationship and yeah. came through that on the other side, and you've been honest about that struggle. And so, I just think that's so great that you put that out there because so yeah. many
0: goals no, I'm are really scared. Right. How did you decide <laughs>
1: to be honest about that? Um, I'm gonna get Bar- this one.
0: Carlo she wants, <laughs> wants to talk. Carlo wants to talk.
1: Harlow, she's the oldest one and she gets a
0: little bit grumpy. Um, my nieces call her the grumpy one, they won't, they're like, she's the grumpy one. <laughs> it's okay, she's old. Hi, Hi Harlow. Harlow. Um, but wait, what was the question? But I'm but having- how did you
1: decide to be honest about that relationship? Um, I well, we to go I into think- it deeply, whatever.
0: No, I mean, I think for me. I wanted to because what's so weird is that people kind of knew about it because if they emailed me, that was my last name. So then they would kind of know about it. And then unfortunately, um, when we went through a divorce, TMZ picked it up and any time that there was like a bad thing that happened, they picked it up and it wasn't, it wasn't the right story. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, um, I wasn't shopping with my ex-husband. Like he literally came to my store and like, you know, got very aggressive, but I just thought like, you know what, if I can help one person at all, then it's worth it to share. And then more importantly to that, like a lot of women and even like friends or anybody, I just don't think like they understood like, And I also wanted to, I wanted to reach out to the people that were in the relationship, but I also wanted to reach out to the people that weren't in the relationship. So that way they kind of maybe had a little bit of a sense of compassion about how to handle that. Because
1: if you have a friend who is in a situation that's a bad relationship.
0: Because it's so hard because I'm like, what they don't understand is that like, you do love that person and you want to see the good in them and you want to fix them. So like maybe kind of don't come down so hard on that person because they're in a very delicate state and they need support. And yes, they no, need
1: being hard on them.
0: Yeah. But it's like, they just, I just wanted to kind of like look at both sides and have both sides understand the relationship a little bit more. So like now these people know a little bit more about what it's like to be in an abusive relationship and how, you know, manipulative. It really is. And how you believe whatever this person's telling you, unfortunately. And then I wanted the girls that were in it to understand that, like, listen, like it can only get worse. Mm -hmm. It will never, ever, ever get better. It will only get worse. And no matter how embarrassing it might be for you to leave that situation, at least you'll leave it alive. At the end of the day, you have a better chance of survival if you just leave that situation. So that was why that was why I really, really wanted to, to do it and put it out there.
1: I just think that is incredible, Jess. And honestly, you are such a beautiful woman to share that because so, and I think especially when you're a young girl in a city like LA and you meet someone who's exciting and like, it's so easy to potentially fall into a relationship, especially when you don't maybe know exactly who you are I, all the way. Yeah, yeah I, no. I mean, and this- I was...
0: I mean, I was so young and I'm, but I also, I never knew there he had problems. Like yeah. I didn't, everybody's like, how did you not know? And I'm like, I was, I was 19. I had just turned 19 when I met him. And I come from a small town that my family didn't even drink. You know yeah. what I mean? So Like when he was acting crazy, I just thought he was hyper and entertaining. I never thought that there was That's like, naive. I was so naive and I'm like, if I would have met him at this age, I would have been like, boy, what is wrong with you? Like I am not going down this road. I know exactly what this road is and I'm not doing it, but it's like, you know what? Like you live and learn. And because of that, I not that I, and I'm not saying I would, I wouldn't have appreciated my husband because of that, but I genuinely think like things like that make you who you are. And I know that I am so appreciative of Logan, probably 20 times more than maybe I might have been if I wouldn't have went through something like that. Yes. You know, like I might take little things for granted that he does and says, but like I don't take anything for granted. I'm like, "You're amazing." And he's like, "Babe, all I said was you look pretty." And I'm like, "I oh, know.
1: It's amazing." <laughs> but he you now are that's what's so great now. Logan Loves every bit of you, appreciates you. Like, how amazing that you do have your fairy tale because it can happen. Like, it's, it it's can out happen. there. I know, and that's
0: that's also what I wanted to portray. And I'm like, I was older when I met Logan, and that's okay. Like, that is might st- even better
1: because you have your head on more straight.
0: I have my head on straight. I know who I am. I know what I want to do. And like, we're both in the same place, and. Yeah, it's just it's awesome. <laughs> like, having a baby girl. I'm a baby I'm
1: so happy for you, Jess. Like, that will make me cry. <laughs> I'm using my eyes. I'm gonna cry too. I'm like, you're like Oprah, I'll cry <laughs> now at that point. <laughs> it's just so beautiful because honestly, like you see someone who goes through so much, and we all have our own struggles, you know. But yeah. in, in your case scenario, like you went through hell and high water for love. And it was the wrong situation. And you still believed in love. Like you never even gave up even after all the crap that you went through. And then you meet Logan and you had to go through another struggle to get pregnant. And what do you want to say to women out there who are struggling to get pregnant? Because I am just now realizing how incredibly delicate pregnancy is and how hard it is. Because I've been like trying to avoid getting pregnant my whole life. And, yeah. you know, just now entering the phase where like my husband, Michael, and I are thinking about kids. And it is such a delicate thing thing and it's such a blessing and there's so many things that happen with pregnancy
0: it's no it, it is it's so crazy because like you said like you avoid you basically <laughs> spend your 20s being like stay away from me uh-uh, we'll a, uh-uh. what are you doing we need to run to cbs real fast then I like, yeah. we'll not having this happen and then it's like and i thought which is and i feel like naive because my husband says he's like, babe, sometimes you're, you're still a little naive, but I love that about you. And I don't want you to lose that about you. But I thought I was like, well, you know what? Like you said, like I went through hell and back, like I have the perfect husband now. And like, we have like our version of a perfect life together having a baby, I'll be knocked up in three months. Like this is going to be so easy. And then it didn't happen. I'm like, "Mm, okay, so maybe we need to try harder. Girl, we were trying pretty hard and it just never happened. I was like, okay. Um, so yeah, we eventually after tracking and tracking, we went to the doctor, found out we had, um, well, I had endometriosis. So we got that all cleared out they're like, you'll be pregnant in three months. Um, within two to three months, because you're like, your insides are like a 16 year old. You're like brands making they me like have terms. to laser
1: it out. Is that the laser treatment?
0: It's, it's, um, so I had four procedures done. So I had laparoscopic surgery, heteroscopy, a DNC, and, um, my fallope, my left fallopian tube, so I had a lot of pain, but my left fallopian tubes, both my fallopian tubes were closed. So I wasn't even, even though I was ovulating, no egg was dropping. So it was wrapped around my bladder. Um, so they had to undo that. So they were like, after that, like we flushed the water out, both sides came out, meaning your eggs are going to drop. You'll be pregnant in two months. And I'm like, great. Awesome. So then two months came around and we didn't get pregnant. And our neighbor was like, we're having twins. And it was like the day that I took the test and found out that I wasn't pregnant again. And I was so happy for them, but I was just like, oh, why? So luckily he, my, um, my husband and him started talking and Logan was like, babe, why don't I just go get checked before they keep like poking you and doing all this stuff for you? Why don't I go get checked? And he went to go get checked. And we found out that to get like, he had, um, he had an issue with him, um, a morphology problem I had after more tests I had a very low ovarian reserve um even though it was high two years ago which is so crazy that it could be like high and then I'm low
1: I guess that's what they say in your 30s it starts like everyone put some I, pressure I mean, on my- was,
0: mine must have went like a straight down here mine wasn't even like a roller coaster mine was like 30 boom it
1: was like cliff, cliffhanger drop
0: yeah it was just like straight drop down um but yeah, so they were like, you really only have one option and that's IBF and we can put you on medicine and maybe do a surgery on him and a surgery on you. And then you might have a higher chance. And we were like, no, we're not going to do that to ourselves. Like if you say IBF, we'll do IVF. like whatever we can, we got this. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's so hard and girls that are like trying to get pregnant, like, like just, it sounds so cheesy, but it's literally like, don't give up hope. But more importantly, like be your own advocate. Because I think like, I knew from before I had my surgery in June, I had to fight for my endosurgery because I was like, no, there's something not right. Like, and doctors and friends are like, no, all you have to do is like, go on a trip, have a margarita. You'll get pregnant. I'm like, girl, if that is not the case. I know how to
1: have sex. Thank you.
0: Yeah. I'm (laughs) like... Great sex without a margarita, like yeah. that's fine. We don't need a ba- like a vacation and a margarita house, and that's not how it happens. And I just I felt like I had to push my doctor to be like, no, I know something's wrong. I want to be scheduled for the surgery, um, and then I had to schedule two months later, and I was like, I'm not pregnant. I know that there's something wrong. Like we have to do something. And I came in and I had my husband's results my results. And she was like, okay, well you're prepared and this is what you got to do. Um, but you just have to be your own advocate. And to me, if you haven't gotten pregnant in like six to eight months, go to the doctor and make them test you, like make them test your husband. Um, doctors will say that they don't want to do anything with fertility until a year. Mm-hmm. We didn't wait that long. And I'm so happy we didn't. Cause if we would have waited the full year after my endosurgery, we still wouldn't be pregnant now. We would just be starting IBS like, Oh my like
1: God. August.
0: So that's why I'm like, no, you have to be your own advocate you for know, yourself.
1: That goes for all things. You have to be your own advocate for yourself in all areas of life. Absolutely. Like, at least let someone else take the reins of their own life. How does anyone else know how to direct your life? You know?
0: No, yeah. Cause you know yourself best at the end of the day, you know, you and whatever you want. Like, I mean, if, if, I, I had to fight for everything that I wanted, you know what I mean? And I think most people do. So it's like, if you want something like, and if you want it bad enough, like you fight for it. And me and him wanted a baby more than anything in this whole world. And we were like, okay, perfect. IVF, let's do it. This is what we have to do. Like, let's go. So, I'm so
1: happy for you, Jess. And I'm so mm-hmm. proud of you. Like you, you have fought for, you have fought for your happiness in every area of your life. <laughs> And you have it, and that's why, like, I think it is so important for women. I don't, I don't only mean to talk to women because this goes to men too, but I just know a lot of women are not so used to being as bold as men were in the past. But like this season that we're in of life, that's I feel like where we're going as a society and culture, women are really stepping up and like figuring out exactly what they want. They're not scared to speak up. And I think that you are a prime example of someone who has just fought for themselves and their happiness in all areas. And that's what, that's such a great role model. Like you're such a great role model. Oh,
0: thank you. No, I just, I mean, like, like my mom, you know what I mean? Like my mom was that way. Like my, my memos that way. So they just genuinely fight for everything. And I'm like, honestly, like, we're only here once, you know what I mean? Like,
1: and you know what? I've started just to realize for you know, it. For <laughs> want, we're going to die. I mean, in a hundred years, no one's really even going to remember us at all. Anyway, no. so you might as well just live the life you want and go all in, which kind of makes me want to bring, bring to the influencer part yeah. of this, how so many people are so scared to put themselves out there, especially on social, especially on social media and things like that. And social media is crazy. It can be really disheartening. It can really like, it can make you feel like, you're not as good as someone else comparing. Oh world. shoot, hold on. Michael scheduled an appointment at our house right now, babe. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do about that. Oh, okay, hold on. Uh Michael You're didn't fine. check our joint calendar. We have hold on one second.
0: I'm impressed you have a joint calendar. That's impressive.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Do you all mind being very quiet? <laughs> Sorry about that. Y'all, this is called Get Real. And uh sometimes your husband and you aren't on the same page with your calendar, it's all good. <laughs>
0: I love it. uh, Logan would be impressed that you had a calendar for one. (laughs) He would be more impressed that you wrote something down because I'm like, no, it's in my mind, babe. And he's like, babe, it is not in your mind. You live your life like Steven Tyler and Jimmy. (laughs) It's not all in your mind,
1: babe. (laughs) Write it down. (laughs) I know if it's not written down, it's not happening. That's
0: what he says. I'm like, no, I remember. Like we oh, have an not me. appointment for the baby. And I'm like, babe, it's today. It's at like 1230. <laughs> 1 o'clock. We have to go. And he's like, where is it written down at? Why didn't you write it? I'm like, cause it's in my head. It's fine.
1: I know if it's not written down, it's not happening, but yeah. that's with, with social media and stuff. How do you feel about social media? Because you are a queen, you're a queen. You have a huge following, and girls like everything you say. Girls want because they trust you, and I think that's another thing. Like trust is social media. But tell me what you think. The pros and the cons are, and then how you navigate your social media world.
0: Well, I think, and I tell, I actually tell um, our friend Jesse this all the time. Jesse like,
1: Jans- Decker, y'all know yeah,
0: her. I'm like, girl. I'm like, listen. The whole reason I have people following me is because they're waiting for me to post one bad picture of you, (laughs) one picture of you bending over uh, on the toilet or something like they're waiting for me to post a picture of you that they've never seen before. And I'm a good friend. So first of all, she doesn't take a bad photo, even like, I mean, if she's throwing up sick, she still doesn't take a bad photo. But also, I'm like, I'm also a better friend than that. I would never post a bad picture of her.
1: Exactly. So Y'all are following me, waiting on something that is never going to happen. No, but also I'm <laughs> following you because you are amazing in your own right. You're 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 an incredibly you're an incredibly interesting person to follow. Also, um,
0: you're very sweet because I feel like I'm very bland.
1: No, you're not.
0: <laughs> or, or I'm like too out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. So. I love social media in the fact, like what I love about it is I think that
1: you can, Hold on, on. I gotta tell, Hey babe, honey, Michael, can y'all talk a little quieter? I'm sorry. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry, Michael. <laughs>
0: um, no, what I love about social media is that you can, you know, if you have a struggle, you can help people. And if you want to share something brand new that you love you can also share that. And because I love sharing, like I, you know, anytime somebody's like, Oh, where did you get that? Like, I'm like, Oh, I got it here. Like, cause me and all of my, like all of, all of us, like, like, you know, like we're very open. Like if we're all like, if everybody's hanging out, it's like, Oh my gosh, you have to try this new restaurant or you have to try this new hair product. Like it's just very open. And that's what I love about social media is because like, I go through and I find stuff from like other bloggers and you know and I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to have to buy that. I'm going to try yeah. that. That looks great." And I just think it's so awesome because you get to put out what you love and people can try it. And maybe they haven't heard about it. And I think that's like amazing and then
1: that's when I feel like social media is being used in the positive way and I think maybe when you're a little bit older I feel like social media maybe when you're younger it can really I don't know actually I have no idea I don't I mean as a career platform too how do you use it how do you make it a career like what would you tell young influencers wanting to get in this game like how do you make this your career
0: that is a very good question um because it's so because what's so weird is that i don't look at it as a career i think which is which is really weird but also i tell everybody i'm like i am like the worst blogger i will like barely post something um and then i'll get distracted by my four other jobs that i have and then I might, it might get posted like four months later and it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> um, <so laughs> they're like, what is she talking about? I'm like, Oh, sorry. It was that, that conversation like four months ago that I, I told you I would, I would have um, it. this is it. I've been I've been sitting on my computer um, and edit the whole time. So I'm so sorry. But yeah, I mean, I think like for girls that want to make it a career, I think, um, you know, learning from somebody like go follow a blog because there's so many bloggers out there that do tutorials and how to's of like how to become a blogger. This is what you need to do. And also try to look at like what you love in life and focus on that. So if you're into cooking and you are a great home chef and you know, easy recipes, focus on that. Like, and I think that's so key. Like whatever you're really good at, And whatever drives your passion, put that out there because that's what the world wants to see. Because
1: authentic truth. They want
0: to see authentic truth because, you know, if I mean like I'm trying to think, like for instance, like I mean, I I do like going to the gym. I do like going to the gym. I am not a trainer. I am not somebody that is going to be like, This is absolutely what I need to eat. This is how you do this exercise. Um, I might share a couple things just because I'm like, hey, I've been doing this, but I'm also like, oh, I got that from the Chloe Kardashian uh, pregnancy app. Yeah. You know what I mean? that's, the, that's the exercises that Chloe was doing while she was pregnant. That's how I know about it. But if that's your thing, you need to do that and start posting videos. And I mean, hashtagging, I think is huge. I think you get huge recognition from like hashtagging and just posting like good original content. Um, and if you're not all over the place, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. I think like, if you go into so many different realms, people get so confused and, and they're you like, are you?
1: what are you promoting? Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, I don't understand. Like, what are you talking about? Um, so for me, I just make it things that I love because yeah. I kind of like, I love makeup. I love talking hair stuff. I love like home stuff. So anything that just like I personally love is what I like to portray. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm never really going to post like that many recipe pictures. Yeah. You no, know, because it's not me. I'll do something like I'll do little Insta stories if I'm cooking and like super easy meals. And it might be like a few, like a handful. But other than that, I'm just, I'm not, that's just like not my thing. So I'll be like, Oh my God, I love this. And then that's it. But you're not going to see any more of it. Um,
1: and that's a an yeah. consistent thing that on this influencer series that pretty much everyone has said is stay true to what you love because it shows if you're not being honest, it's going to ring through because people eventually are going to pick up on that because you can just, you can tell. And they're going
0: to be like, I thought I was following this person because they liked oranges and now they're over here liking enchiladas and I don't understand it. Like it's not going to make any sense. Totally.
1: I totally I totally agree with that and I think over time sustainability like if you want to sustain you have to be real and authentic. Yeah. And
0: no matter like uh, what what that is just yeah, just be just be real. And I try to tell everybody like I'm never going to talk about something that I genuinely do not love. Like yes. If I talk about it, I'm loving it, I'm using it. That's just it. Like
1: yeah. that's
0: it. That, that's it. Yeah, because I'm like I'm I, yeah. Cause I feel like you lose people's trust. Like if you post something that like, you know, doesn't work, then you're like, hmm. who
1: are you? Then what are you even, then what is your even oh. for? Because you're not really promoting you and not your, yeah, I'm like, you did that
0: for a paycheck and you just lost my trust. So I hope it was worth it. You know I what I me mean? Worth like, your
1: paycheck. Totally, totally. worth your paycheck
0: because I, I won't do that. And I've, I'm pretty hardcore about it. Um, uh, one of my agents, I'm pretty sure hates. Because <laughs> I'm like, I am not using that. That product is horrible. <laughs> like, Jessica, Jessica, and I'm like, I'm not doing it. It's awful. Sorry. Like, why would I post about it? I'm like, yes. and you know, and then he'll be like, okay, well, I'm gonna go back and talk to him, and I'm like, don't waste your time. I am not doing it for a million dollars. Like, and I really wouldn't because I would rather have people's trust. Yes, and then have that paycheck because. I mean, I am lucky I have other things to, you know, that helps pay my bills. Like mm-hmm. my YouTube and my social media doesn't, you know, it's, it's not my main thing. Like I'm a makeup artist and we're going to reopen a business. So it's like, I have other things that like, I'm not going to push something that I don't think that you're going to love. You know what I mean? And if, and hopefully you love it.
1: Yeah. But, you and know. that's just you living an authentic life, which I think is what everyone, Ultimately, the goal, even beyond influencing in general, is people should figure out what you were saying early. What do you love? Who are you? And live that life in all areas of your life.
0: Yeah, and if you don't know who you are yet, like try you- everything.
1: Yes. <laughs> so what would you suggest? <laughs> Trial and error. You're what gonna know if you like anything. it or don't like it.
0: Yes, like do it. Do it one time. And I said that at a family dinner um, one time, and I don't know how that went over because I was like. Oh no. And I was like, my motto before I got married was
1: try everything once. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what does that mean exactly, Jeff?
0: Yeah, they were like, um, so and Logan was just like <laughs> he's and like, and like I'm just saying, like, you gotta, like, don't what is the saying? I can't think of it. Don't knock it till you try it, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. My, my brain is so not there sometimes. Um, But yeah. So yeah, just like, just wait, try it, see if you love it. And if you don't absolutely love it, then it's not for you. Like it's you just want. not for you. Go Maybe it
1: got else. you closer to what you love. And then, you know, like just keep yes. really being closer and follow your curiosity and your interest. Yes. And yes, just yes, see yes. how that goes. What, what, what is, what's some advice you would tell your younger self?
0: Um... My younger self, oh god. Um, Ooh. um, sadly for me, it would probably be the guys that I dated because work-wise, I was really driven. I'm, I'm very proud of my younger self in that aspect because I was very, very, very driven, um, and I knew what I wanted and I went for it. But even at like 12, I had a very bad thing with guys. So I would say, Justin, don't date the bad boys. With, um, don't just don't date the bad boy. <laughs> Be clear. Like, you know, if he got detention five times in school, just maybe like reel it back in. Like, just don't do that. Ain't changing. Um, and don't pluck your eyebrows because they will never grow back.
1: <laughs> that is so true. I have giant patchy noses in my eyebrows oh, because of that. No. Don't do it. And
0: don't pluck your eyebrows. Yes. And then know that your mom is right. She's right about everything. <laughs> yes. So yes. yeah, don't pluck the eyebrows. Stay away from the bad boys and attention. And your mother's always right. No matter how much I wanted to argue it, she is always right. Like it never fails. And I'm like, damn, you were really right about everything. Like how they is that? know they know she's like psychic. Like it's weird, they know everything. They know what you're doing when you're not looking, which is so scary to me, but
1: because they've just loved you so long and they've just, and now uh, you being pregnant, I'm sure you're feeling it even more, you know, just like knowing how a mother feels.
0: It's so weird. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I'm going to be like my mom. Oh my gosh. Like this is bad, (laughs) but like so good because she's awesome. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm just like, Oh, I said, this would never happen and it's going to happen. Happening. Like, It's happening right now. Um,
1: what do you think the point of life is? That's kind of a really big question.
0: <laughs> I mean, my point of life is, it's, I feel like I'm going to sound like a, like an ad that's like, live your best life. You know what I mean? With like a big banner. But like, I do, I think like, like my point to life or whatever is just to like, love, show kindness, live your best life. Because at the end of the day, nobody knows if you're going to have a tomorrow. So like, just don't have any regrets. And if you get hurt, the best part about being like a human, I think is that we can rebuild ourselves. So if you go out there and you get you know, shot down, or you get told no, or your heart gets broken. That only is a very short period in your whole life, and you a hundred percent can make it so much better. And just, just never give up, and like live your best life, like to the yeah. best of your ability.
1: How do you bounce back from a heartbreak? What would you be your since you've had some major, traumatic, heartbreaking things happen? How? How do you bounce back from that? How do you rebuild?
0: Um, I know a lot of girls are going to be like, chocolate and wine. Well, I didn't do wine, so that was not mine. Um, My whole thing, actually, I, I dove into work for a lot of it. I dove into work, which is actually good and bad. It has pros and cons. So the pro is that obviously you're working very, 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 very hard. The con is that you're not addressing the issue at hand, which is the heartbreak. So for me, I got over everything by taking a step back. And I actually, I made a list of everything that made me feel bad in the wow. room. So you
1: took inventory.
0: Yeah. And I was like, this made me feel bad. And when he did this, this is how it made me feel. And for me, seeing it on paper, I was like, wait a second. Like, why would I love somebody that would do this? Like, here's the, like, it wasn't even a pro and a con thing. It was just like, it why, yeah, just like, why am I letting somebody like this make me sad all the time. Like, I don't, I don't need to be sad because this is, this is an unhealthy person. Um, And that was how I was able to recruit because I was like, okay, so this is it. And it was how it made me feel. So now I need to rebuild myself and start to appreciate me, which at that point I didn't love myself at all. I was very much like, out of love with myself. I thought I didn't deserve anything. So it took a very, 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 um, a decent amount of time for me to realize like, Hey, it's okay to like love other people and it's okay to, um, you know, to love yourself and it's okay to be selfish. So like for me, it was putting myself first and doing things that were good for me. And that's how I got over the heartbreak, which is kind of weird, but I mean,
1: I think self-love has to come first like and there's a you know and you can like i think there's a difference between self-love and like just living this incredible i mean honestly it's being selfish though too is really important for a while like it's so great to eventually like expand and share but like you have to figure out how to love yourself first or else there's no way you're going to be able to give it to anyone else
0: no you can't like i could even tell um all of my friends it's so funny I, when I was in that bad relationship, I couldn't even tell my friends that I loved them because I was so So
1: without love in your life at that point.
0: Yeah. I was just so like closed off and I was like, okay, but this, this person hurt me. So like, I'm not going to love you because like, what if you do something bad? So I wouldn't tell my friends that I loved them and they could tell me, I mean, they could be crying in my face and be like, I just lost somebody in my family and I would be stone cold. I was like a wall and I would be like, I'm sorry to hear that. Like I was a robot. So, for me, it was like learning to open up my emotions and be like, "You know what? Like we got hurt, we're better than that. We can continuously get hurt because eventually it will pay off because yes. don't open yourself up, you're never going to find love anyway. so you know might as well just get hurt a few times then it'll eventually pay off, and that's it.:
1: <laughs> I love that. I love and learn along the way. like don't, yes. don't, don't learn make so many things so much along the way. Mm-hmm. Yes, live
0: like the sex in the city life just you know, just have fun, have your girls, have some Cosmos, you know, have your Aiden and then have your Mr. Big and have your Petrovsky, like just have them all, have your Gerber, have everybody. Burger. Oh, burger. Burger. I said Gerber. (laughs) (laughs) Have your burger and then have Mr. Big at the very end. And that's fine. But just like, do, do you and keep your girlfriend so close. I think that is so important too. Like,
1: Having a great girl squad is everything and not to be like girl power for life, but seriously girl power. Cause if you don't (laughs) have, (laughs) no, I know. Cause I'm like, I literally don't know what I
0: would do without like my friends. Like I love them all so much and they're, it's so important to have that. And I think like sometimes you can lose that in relationships. I'm like, you can't like your girlfriends need to be like your loves of, as well. Like they, I agree. They need to be like, those are, those are your girls. Like you love them. They're yours. So be selfish with them
1: too. (laughs) I totally agree. Jess. Okay. I want to talk to you forever, but we're almost at like an hour. Can you believe that? So I'm going to wrap up with leave your light after everything that you've gone through, all of your experiences, good, bad, like traveling, like your careers, loves, friends, everything. Just leave inspiration of how everything you've experienced in your life, like this whole interview is inspiring. You're inspiring in general. But like what just inspiration do you want to share? What inspiration do I have? Maybe with like younger girls especially. I mean, you've given so much great insight. But just like – just some things that you've gathered along the way that maybe – I don't know.
0: Hmm. Give me an example. I'm having a blonde moment. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So like what have you – it's almost like I guess how I kind of asked you like advice to yourself but like leave your light like what like what do you think what would you like your legacy to be like from everything you've gone through what would you like to put on the world like if people were going to think of just southern at the end of the day of everything what would you want it to be and how would you want to like through your journeys say like to younger people or people watching this who look up to you like this is it this is what it's about this is what the, you know, just sort of like,
0: yeah. I mean, so, which it's really weird, but I kind of had this conversation, um, with my, my mom the other day and I was like, you know what? Like, I was like, I was thinking about it and I want my daughter to look back. Like when I die and be like, my mom was strong. She never took herself seriously. And she loved with her whole heart. Like, and that's like, I was like, that's what I want. I'm like going to tear up. But I was like, that's what I want, you know, my daughter to think of me as, which I'm literally going to cry. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I think like, and that's how, that's how I want my husband to, you know, to remember me when, when I pass. And I think that goes for everybody. I just want people, you know, to be like, she was strong. She loved with her whole heart and she didn't take herself too seriously. Like she had fun. You know, and that's that's kind of it. I know if I talk oh. about a girl, I start crying. It's so sad. <laughs> I love that, Jess. <laughs> yeah. So very cheesy and I'm hormonal. So I'll cry if you tell me like Snoopy passed away or something. Oh. <laughs> it's embarrassing you could burn a hot dog and I'd be like, but it was just trying to survive. <laughs> why did you burn it
1: (laughs) you're the cutest and you are all of those things and you are such an example and you are someone who I think is a constant bright light you always are radiating love positivity kindness you have such a you have such a light energy about you like being around you is so easy to be around you because you're just so welcoming to all oh thank you well special. Well, you are special. And thank <laughs> you for using your platform to make other people feel special because you really do a great job of that.
0: No. Well, thank you for doing this because all of your podcasts are like awesome. And I love that they're just like You know, they're like, they're very like women empowering, and I love that. So that's why I'm like, I think it's just awesome.
1: I think when I think I really started this podcast because I was just wanting to get inside of people's brains who I looked up to who have figured out how to navigate life in a way that I really respect because navigating this thing, especially when you aren't like, following a traditional formula is really interesting
0: yeah and you would want to know like trust me like i i watch everything and i'm like oh okay learn something learn something like yeah. so good just to keep learning
1: and there's so many ways to skin a cat as they say you know like yeah. nobody has to do it the same way but i just like to like for me personally i like to talk to people like you and other influencers and other people doing great stuff and just figure out like okay how did you do that like Like, how did you not let fear get the best of you? How did you stay brave? How did you find your calling? Like, you know, and uh, that's one more thing. How would you tell someone to find their calling? Like you said, try everything. Just be curious. Just,
0: just be curious. Like if you, if you have just like a small thought in the back of your head, that's like, you know, I, I think I'd be really good at building furniture, but it's probably not like maybe you know, I should be going to college to be a professor. Just, you know what, try it out. Because realistically that, that small little thing that you have in the back of your head, that's, that's your passion that you're scared to pursue because you're scared of failing at it. So try it and see if it works. And if it, I mean, maybe you're really talented or maybe you're really horrible at it and you should just make furniture pieces for your own house and that's it and not have, not sell them to anybody, but do it. So that way, like it's your passion Whether or not I think, I mean, I think success depends on like how you view it. You know what I mean? Like, I think success is being happy, and and if you're happy doing that, then do it. Like, you might not, you know, that might not be your living, but you can do it. You can be happy, and that's all that matters.
1: Okay. One last question because you touched on this, and I think it's really interesting. What is failure to you? Because you said you're scared of failing. So what happens when you fail? So many people are so afraid that when they fail, the world's going to explode and everything's going to end. But what happens when you fail? Cause someone like you has probably run into some failure, but it never slowed you. But what is that? Why are people so, um, tell me what it really is. I mean,
0: failure to me is like, okay, for instance, if you, and, and I, and I'm very hard on myself. So I'm my worst critic when it comes to work. Um, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, I, I failed at that. That, that isn't, <laughs> that isn't blended the way it should be. That eyeliner <laughs> is Um, I'm horrible. Um, okay, I
1: suck. I need to quit. I, oh my gosh. I
0: should never do makeup again. I should be doing it on my dog. This is miserable.
1: <laughs> Why do um, we go down the rabbit hole so fast? I do I'm too. I'm like, I'm the so worst. Bad. No one likes this. It sucks. Who am I? The
0: I know. Logan's like, babe, you go from like 90 to like, Zero. Like, you're past zero. You're like in the ground. Um, but that's also because I'm more like artistic and dramatic. So that's that kind of comes into play. But I mean, I think failure, like it should, at least for me, it makes me want to be better the next time. So I get very down on myself for a few minutes and I'm like, oh, that was not good. That was so stupid. Like, why did I mess that up? But then I'm like, okay, think about it. Why did I mess it up? How can I fix it? what do i need to do okay this is what i need to do so then i kind of like like the failure was the problem i figure out a way to solve the problem or to try to make it better and then i attempt it again and if it fails the second time and that's not working out then i keep trying it but i i keep trying each time to make it better so what
1: information that you've gathered from the failure
0: yes so like i think like you just can't look at it and be like i'll never do that again tweak it. There's always a way to tweak it because I think every single failure ends up being, um, it ends up being a great success in the end. I just think you have to focus on it. Exactly. Because you're just going to get in like a a little bubble and you're never going to try it again because it didn't work out one time. Like you're going to give up after one try, just figure it out. What went wrong? and do it again. Like, and maybe, you know, like I have a lot of makeup artists that will be like, how did you do this? Or, you know, how did you get started? Or how, like, what can I do? And I'm like, honestly, assist, keep going out to agencies and reaching out to people and saying like, can I assist you? And I promise you every no, cause they're like, I feel like a failure. They're saying no to me. Right. All you need so is one year? more. You need one. Yes. One. So yes.
1: Five more. That's
0: Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Like, and next year, if you, if you got a whole year of no's, keep going, you will eventually at some point get a yes. And if it means that much to you, then you'll keep doing it. If it doesn't, then you'll like, doesn't just let it go. But if it means that much to you, you will get a yes and you will, learn off that. Yes. But maybe they said no, because you needed to grow your book. So what do you do? You go, you get a model, you work on your craft and you add to your book and then you go back. So like,
1: that's, that's what I If you keep getting no's, keep trying to improve yourself as you go. Improve like
0: yourself. Yeah. Because that's, that's all you can do is just continuously trying to improve, you know, whatever you failed at, just improve it and work on it and go again, you know, like, Super easy. I mean, it's not go easy, but it's away. like
1: get yourself a moment cool. and then get out of your head.
0: Yes, get out your head. Have fun. a margarita, drown in the sorrows, like drink it up, and then the next day just be like, okay, we're gonna have to go through this again. You know, like, and if it was an interview, maybe I need to show up 15 minutes earlier. Maybe I need to, you know, go get my suit on. Just, just go do it again. You're fine. Totally I'm absolutely fine, you will get a yes I' hundred percent believe that I don't know anybody in my life that has consistently gotten a no
1: yeah, you will get a yes eventually and also yeah. and also don't like take yourself too seriously about it because yeah. it's not personal like that's what I've had to learn is it's not personal even though it feels really personal it's not it really unless personal. you make it personal yeah. yeah no
0: it feels really personal, but it's not at all, but yeah, I don't give up on anything I will like. I will drag it in. Like no matter if it's like a career or anything, like I want a llama, I'm getting a llama.
1: (laughs) Do you really want a llama?
0: Yes, I do. (laughs) And this is, this is, this should be a lesson to all girls. I didn't give up asking my husband for it. He finally said, yes, when we have a yard that is big enough, he will get me a llama. What are you going to do with a llama? I don't know. Knit sweaters. I have absolutely no idea. But I, my point is that I didn't give up asking and I eventually got a yes. So if you have to be then like, what are like, there's like driving it in, driving it in every day, like with your employer, cause you deserve a raise. Just keep going at it. You will get a yes. You're
1: <laughs> not. In some aspects. You are amazing. Jess, you're so amazing. Thank no, you. So I'm- Thank you so much for joining me and sharing Thank your you story, coming. your heart. This is my first like Skype interview.
0: Is it? I'm the first? Yes, girl. You. You go. I would shake, but I'd shake too much right
1: now. <laughs> you are so amazing, Jess. Seriously. Thank you so much. How amazing is Jessica? She's so positive, such an inspiration. Through everything she's been through, good, bad, she just takes it all in stride and she totally grows from it. She totally makes it beautiful. Her life is beautiful. I am so impressed by her. I cannot wait to meet her baby girl. Y'all, we are almost done with the Influencer Series. I have just one or two more left. You won't even believe how great they're going to be though. So get excited. We're at the end. How much fun has this been? I've loved getting to tap into all the minds of these incredible influencers and just see how they go about their day and their life and their business. So we got a couple more left for you. We'll see you next week. Bye.